All right, today we got Sapphire Phoenix. Hey, how are you doing today? All right, yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for coming and uh, giving us your time today, especially on a Saturday. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so how did you guys come up with the name? The name? <laughs> um, I created Sapphire Phoenix when I was 15. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a recording artist, so... Um, one day I was sitting in class after I had finished all my work and I started looking up names and meanings and things like that. I looked up Sapphire Phoenix and it meant Royal Beast and I just ran with it. I got you. <laughs> so I saw your logo on TikTok, I think, mm-hmm. and I really like it. It Thank you. It's just, it's just cool, double bright colors and stuff like that. Thanks. So what happened to your TikTok? I saw one of your posts. Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> Um, so someone kept reporting my videos as inappropriate. Of course, they don't tell you who did it, but they said that it happened too many times and it was against community guidelines, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they removed my accounts and, um, I was really upset about it because I had grew my account pretty swiftly and I had to start over. Um, I was going to say forget it all together. Honestly, I was not going going to create a new account until I realized that TikTok was taking over everything. So I was like, I got to get back on it. But it sucks to start from square one. <laughs> what were the videos that they took down? There were just her like singing and singing stuff. videos, like, literally like nothing inappropriate, nothing of the kind, like no twerking, no, yeah. no nudity. Someone literally just hating. Mm. So you got haters. Already, Apparently. that's that's good. That's good, I guess. That's why right? when I started my new page, I made that video and I said, "Man, I ain't even famous yet." <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been um, recording? Um, I've been recording for just one year at Sapphire Phoenix. Okay. Um, prior to me coming out as a solo artist, I've been a part of. A gospel inspirational group uh, based out of St. Louis called Gem Artists, and I've been recording with them for over ten years. So, when you when you when you moved to St. Louis and you were doing the church, that's when you started doing that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's so now you're by your now you're on yourself by mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Is this the direction you want to go in, or do you want to like have like a, a group of people, or you don't do solo? Um, this is the direction that I would like to go in. Um, like in the far, far future, I would love to get another group of right. individuals together, a choir, a youth choir or something together just to do. But, um, yeah, for now it's just going to be me. <laughs> I got you. So what are, what are some like people you would like to work with right now? Just like, like featured on your uh, album that's coming um, soon. If I had it my way, features um, Jasmine Sullivan, Summer Walker, Doja Cat. Um, who else? Brandy, Usher, the Beyonce, <laughs> like the Queen, yeah, got to like if that was ever an option. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. What about Meg Thee Stallion? You know, 
that's just not really my caliber. I like her. Yeah. But I don't think that me and her would do a good collab necessarily. Did you go to Music Fest this year? I did not. You didn't? No. I was going to ask if you went to that because apparently everybody came back after they said that she was going on at like 1230 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was more people watching her than anybody else the whole weekend, apparently. I believe that. Because she said, I know a lot of y'all spent a bunch of money on travel and the tickets to the thing. So I'm I'm coming and mm-hmm. so I'm coming out at this time. And she tweeted and then I think she tweeted before the Music Fest. People were like, okay, yeah, it's good to come back. And mm-hmm. I, I guess she was going to perform regardless. Okay. So, well, shout out to her. Yeah. So when you when you uh, sit down with with like a beat in your head or something like that, mm-hmm. what is the process you take to write your music? Um, tons of repetition. Um, I listen to the beat over and over again until I can think of like a song title or a concept, and then I start trying to hum a melody. Um, so I definitely just start with a bunch of humming, and then um, I just start writing line by line until the song is done. Really? <laughs> How long does that take? This it could be. It could be. Is it short? Long? It could be three minutes, twenty minutes, an hour to a month to a year, depending on the song. Because um, I don't always have inspiration, but sometimes I do have to still create. But mm-hmm. then that it kind of feels forced. It's a little harder to write that way. Um. Yeah, it it just depends, really. Some songs I've literally written it in my nine to five on my break. And then other songs I started three years ago and had to revisit and just now dropping. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so when is your album going to come out? Um, Before the fall. That's all I know. I don't have an exact date yet. Cause yeah. I, I want the date to be special. But I know it's going to be before September. Got to be. You gotta get out. So what? What were we? End of May, middle of May. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's gonna be really good. I saw that you're also part of like a cooking channel thing. Like you do <laughs> something like that. Um. So back in St. Louis, I'm a part of a podcast called The Gray Zone, and um, I always focused on the cooking portion or like food safety or whatever. So, but it's like it's informative, but it's comedy. And so um, it's been doing really well. <laughs> How long y'all been around for? Literally like a year. Okay. Yeah. We started during the pandemic just out of boredom. People were at home and they thought we were funny, so they, they grew fast. <laughs> so, so how long have you been in Memphis? What am I sounding um, A little less than a year. Oh, really? Yep. What brought you here? Uh, The music scene. Okay. Do you like yeah. it? I love Memphis. I love it. Like, it's pretty close to St. Louis. Like, the culture, the crime, the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, all of that. It's very similar yeah. to St. Louis, but Memphis also has the sweet spots with the southern hospitality and stuff, and that's the part of Memphis that I really love. You know, they said during the pandemic, um, Memphis Memphians gave more like to cherries and stuff like that than they have any other time. I just read that earlier or yesterday or something like that. Wow. And, you know, everyone is struggling because, you know, like people like you that are traveling for like, you know, your careers and stuff, 
you just everything just got shut down for y'all. Yeah, definitely. So, did you write a lot when you during the pandemic? No, I actually did not. I didn't. I got you. What's I there to write about if you're at home? Yeah, I vlogged a lot, but I had no inspiration. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting COVID twice. So I was really sick and it took a long time to bounce back from that and then lost some loved ones in between and I was just not in a writing yeah. place. <laughs> um so what's on your notepad? <laughs> I don't have much. I just you know. What do you got? No, I want to see what's on your notepad. What, I don't I don't next? have I don't have much. <laughs> so what is the process of writing a song exactly? Like, do you have an idea? Like, are you in the shower and you think about a thought and then you put it to paper? Yeah. So I could be anywhere. Could be creating a song in my head right now. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, I need to step away from what I'm doing really fast. Mm -hmm. Put it in my little voice. No, you know, whether it's just a little hum or, you know, beatboxing or whatever. But you got to get it like right then. Like my notepad is just full of sometimes just one word, a phrase or whatever. But I got to get it down or I might lose it. It's like a dream. It's like sometimes like in the middle of the night, I'll have an idea or a dream and like I'll get on my I always put stuff in my my notepad on my phone. Mm -hmm. Because like if you think I'll remember tomorrow, then you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? I can't remember what it was. And it'd be so good. Yeah. Do you ever do that? I hear a lot of people, they like. uh, They don't actually use words, but they kind of mumble stuff or like like hum or I guess uh, like da 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 da. And then that's how you get the. The flow yeah, going from there. Exactly. I don't start with words. It's definitely a bunch of humming. <laughs> so do you have like a lot of voice memos too? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you it. have voice memos? I don't do voice memos for like ideas, but yeah. I usually write stuff down. Or not write, like physically write stuff down. Like but I always phone? put it in my phone, yeah. I didn't even think about like using a voice memo and say or like an email and you're sending it to yourself or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go through so many thoughts throughout the day, so it's like why not? Like like they say, everybody's sitting on a million dollar idea. It's just getting out of your head. Yeah. You know, and like I said, a lot of people just either out of fear or just um, laziness don't capitalize on the stuff that we got going on through us all the time. And sometimes I wonder, like, where are these ideas come from? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, are, are the aliens in it down or like <laughs> Man, our ancestors t- or I mean, what what's, brings us this? Like when you wrote your song. Do you think about the impact it's going to have on people or is it mainly just for yourself? Um, It's a little bit of both, definitely. Um, But I don't usually write about things that I haven't experienced personally. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's a little difficult for me to talk about things that I don't really know about. Yeah. So uh, but I do, you know, I, I pray that, you know, what I'm putting to paper and putting on wax is relatable and and uplifting more than you know the reverse. Mm-hmm. Now, like, are you the type of person that has to write your own music, or could you have somebody write for you? Um, I'm open to both. Um, on this album, my husband has written a song for me. Oh, nice. um, that's dumb for you, and it's already out on all music platforms. Um. And then one of my good friends, Alexis France in St. Louis, she wrote my debut album. I mean, debut single, uh, Distraction. So I do let other people write for me. Definitely. But do you feel more comfortable doing your own? 
I feel like it'll be more real. Yeah. If if it comes from me, you know, because. What's your latest single out? My latest single is No Connection featuring Music Mind. Are these local people? Um, so I'm from St. Louis. Okay. And so these are oh, my people from St. Louis. I got you. Yeah. So <laughs> what's the music scene like up there? St. Louis has so much talent, but no real resources, no A&Rs, labels. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. nobody with any connections that can really help us get anywhere. Like we all have to venture off somewhere yeah. to make those connections. Like as soon as I hit Memphis, I started meeting people who work with J-Lo, Christina Aguilera, oh, wow, really? you know, Jesus. Neo. I just started connecting with people who mm-hmm. had those resources I've been in St. Louis all this time, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. woo. They say Memphis is like the, you know, it, there's so many different people here from all over the world, exactly. you know? So that's why there's so many different connections. Well, you just got to think, like, as far as, like, Stax and, um, uh, was it Sun, Sun Studio? Studio and, like, that Philip was it Philip Recording Studio for, like, Madison? Like, all these different studios where all these big bands, like the Beatles and Rolling Stones and stuff like that, have came mm-hmm. here to record music. So... There is something about the Memphis music. Well, then also Royal Studios, you know, Boo Mitchell. Mm, yeah. He's a, he's thing, you know, he's he's big with uh, Bruno Mars and all of them now. You know, mm-hmm. he just won a Grammy or two Grammys, I think, at the, this year. Yep. I um I just checked them out about a month ago or so. It was really nice. So, what do you feel about like radio and like legacy <clears throat> media as far as like getting your music out there? Is that something you still want to do or <clears throat> is it you just want to stream it yourself. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, that's just a good question. That is a good question. I would like to have it both ways, honestly. Yeah. The more the merrier, you know. Because I think TV, if you're using, radio, yeah, whatever. if you're using all those <laughs> mediums, you're going to get eyeballs that you probably couldn't get just on your own. Exactly. But on your own, you can also have more revenue to yourself. But see, I don't care about all it. You don't like, care about any of the revenue? I care about it. Obviously, I want to make a living doing what I yeah. love. But I'm not like, I'm not chasing it. Mm. Like, if if I could grow with people along the way and all of that, it's all good. It ain't always about the coin. Yeah. Well, I think if you have a passion, it generally can turn into something that makes you money. Like exactly. if you like if you're just chasing the dollar, then it becomes a chore. It becomes a habit. You don't want to do it because it's work. Then exactly. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to take any of your connections to your people in St. Louis? Um, once you started making. Once I actually like go through with the experience with them first, because you know I don't just want to put some off on them or you know vice mm. versa and not really know, you know. Sending an email back and forth is different from it actually, you know. Once I meet up with them, then yeah. I can let them know for sure, you know. But I'm definitely going to look out for people who've been with me since day one, you know right. what I mean? So what to, uh, what plans do you have for the summer for touring and stuff? Um, I want to tour the whole Midwest, down south area um, starting in June. Been preparing for it for a long time with my husband, um, Phoenix Keys. So we're going to do like a the Phoenix's collaboration, kind of drop our albums around the same time and really just push the 
summer vibes between both of our albums. It's tons of of variety. <laughs> what kind of music does he perform? Um, mostly R and B, but like he got some Caribbean vibes, little hip hop stuff like that. And he's a musician; he plays guitar and uh, keyboards. So. Oh, okay. Yep. Now, is you did you come from a musical background? Um, I mean, people in my family could sing, but. No, not really. Not as good as you. I'm the first person to like really want to do something, do with, something it. with it. Uh, but I have been singing since I was five, whether it was school, choir, church, choir, you know. And then high school came. When did you realize you had talent? Um, When she was five. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I was five. Literally, then all my family members and people at my school were just constantly telling me, you really can sing. like, And it just started dawning on me that. I had a little voice, and I just was singing. Now I stopped. My mom and daddy bought me a boombox and a karaoke machine, and I just locked myself in my room and just sing, sing, sing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the people like on American Idol that can't sing, and there's people around them in their lives that don't tell them they can't sing, and then they let them go on the show, and they embarrass themselves? Oh, my God. I talk to my husband about this all the time, like, you are not a real friend or a real child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are lying to these people to the point where they would even audition. Yeah. Well, how do they even make it so far that we actually, that well, do we think that's like they, they want us to, to see them on TV suck so they can make fun of them? I think TV? initially when American Idol started, like some people were sincere about it. Mm-hmm. I think American Idol does it now for the gag because yeah. they know we're going to you know watch the show and then laugh and get views and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. But I mean, you're still putting yourself out there though. That's pretty Im- impressive. Like, if you're going to go on a national TV and, like, sing, like, complete dog shit, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. But I just, you think you're good, so you're not thinking you're dog shit, Some right? of the people, because I think, they, now, they just do it to get attention. Oh, like, they can like just... Like, maybe, like, uh, what was that guy? It was an Asian guy. Uh, he did that, she banged, she banged. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That was hilarious. Yeah. About Tsai? Uh, no, 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 no. It, but it was on American Idol. I can't think of his name, but... uh I think he was real. Like I think he really <laughs> thought he could sing. Oh my god! I know who you're talking about. I can I can see him. Uh, he had the little goofy yeah. dance. So. <laughs> but yeah, like I always feel bad for those people. But I mean, more power to him, I guess. You know. Do you, like I said? Do you think that they, maybe that's like an American Idol thing or like these shows thing, like The Voice? Well, yeah, I don't think the voice, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't like the voice, does you know. That and then like, you know, let's let's just curate a character. Mm-hmm. Let's get this guy. To do this, and then we, you know, people will watch and be orf- yep. awful, and then boom, next thing you know, we got that video has 30 million views on it, and mm-hmm. they, they're clicking on all those ad dollars for us and stuff, you know. So, yeah, have you ever thought about going on one of those shows? Um, I auditioned for The Voice actually, um, when I was like 25, it was in Chicago, and Oh my God! It was so many people there that could actually sing. Really, and nobody was making it through. I oh, said, "Well, wow. what are they looking for?" Yeah. And then when you watch the season, when the season come on and you ain't make it, and they're so mediocre, you're like, "Are you kidding me? Are you guys mm-hmm. even looking for real talent?" Yeah. I don't really know. I think it's a little bit of both, but but like on that show particularly, like does anybody? Made it like? Do we know who they are today? Well, remember um, Fantasia? I forget her last name, no, but she I, was she she made it pretty big for I'm a little bit. I'm talking about the voice. The voice. Oh, I'm sorry, that was American. No. My, my, my. 
Yeah, like who from The Voice is on there? Like a popular person. I mean, maybe they. I'm not big into music, so the I don't judges know. are more popular yeah, than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know nobody. Because uh, like American Idol, like Kelly Clarkson, I know her. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? Um, Ruben Studder. Yeah, he was, he got he was really big. Uh, then like also, Fant- I forget her last name, but it's Fantasia. Is that country singer? What's her name? Um, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie was Underwood? she on that show too? Yep. Carrie yeah. Underwood. So I mean, that's like, the one with the like the muscular legs, right? That everyone's always talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just sorry. There's like always they were always talking about like her workouts and stuff. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but like on the Voice, our friend that has a band, he was telling us that if you win that show, mm-hmm. like you have to do. What they tell you for the next like four or five years? It, what, uh, actually, what did, we do know somebody that was on The Voice. Chris Johnson was on The Voice. That's right, but he didn't get past. He, he made it to like where he auditions like, in the yeah. In the, they show like his little like a segment of him, but he wasn't actually on the show. Show, but yeah, I don't know. I think with social media now, it seems like it. You really don't need these powers to be, mm-hmm. you know? Because I mean, like I always say, there's an ass for every seat. There's like seven point five billion people in this world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's somebody for everybody out there. Yep. You know, and not everybody has the internet, obviously, but I mean, there's enough people on YouTube and Spotify and all the other stuff like that. So how do you get your music on Spotify and like Apple Music? Um, Currently, I'm using DistroKid to distribute my music and they deliver it to any app you can think of. So it's kind of probably like what we do with the podcast then. It's just you upload to a feed and then it distributes it from there. Yep. Okay. Now, do you have to pay for the service? Yeah, um, but it's cheaper than TuneCore, which, I mean, I like TuneCore, too, but um, for the sake of costs, currently, I'm using DistroKid. What is TuneCore? Um, it's another distribution platform. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you just upload your music to them, yeah. and you have an account, and then they date. Where do you want it? You just tell them where to yeah. release it? Yeah. Now, like, uh, do you know who an artist named Russ? Yeah, I love him. So I heard about him through this guy named Gary V that I follow online. And he was talking about how like he invested instead of investing in like studio time, he bought some decent equipment and mm-hmm. started doing all his stuff like that on his own. So how do you do your recording? Do you go to studio or do it at home? Um, I had studio equipment at one point. Um, I think I sold it right before I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently I'm going to the to the studio, but I'm working on getting my home studio back. Now, is it like. Because we've had a girl on here, her name is Faith, and she was used to sing at one time. Now she doesn't really do it anymore besides like as a hobby. But she was saying that I think a lot of it's important to who you have is, I guess, your engineer. Mm-hmm. Because that makes a big difference as far as the quality and all that good stuff. Definitely. Um, we haven't found anyone um, that we like um, here in Memphis yet. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, so we go back home. Like every month, we okay. book like a ten-hour session or whatever, and just mm-hmm. go to him because he's phenomenal. Like he mixes as we go, and so before we're even done, the song is already pre-mixed. You know, nicely equalized. Don't nobody want no song that sound like crap. Yeah, and people are really Especially putting that out. They're putting that out, and it's you gotta put your best foot forward. One hundred percent. Some people love to just phone shit in. I don't get that, man, because that's that's your reputation, you know. Like, why do you want something ass out there? Yeah, I've been talking to uh, this guy named Charlie, Charlie Two. I think his name is okay. yeah, Charlie Two on uh, Instagram. He actually does all the engineering stuff for, or a lot of it for White Sosa. 
Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and he was telling me that, you know, because I was asking, like, when you guys record a song, what all what do you do? That kind of thing. And he's like, man, you know, it's, it's a process, you know, you, you have to stop them sometimes because they're, they're not, they're not high enough. Well, but especially for you, you know, if you have to get higher or whatever, they're like, mm-hmm. Hey, you need to go higher. But like, yeah. How many times? So your, your latest song, uh, no connection. How many times did you have to do that song before you finally got the one you wanted? Um, two sessions, two different sessions. Yeah. The song was practically done. But there were some key elements that we added the final time we went to the studio that really set the song up for success. So I'm glad we revisited it before we put it out. But yeah, just twice. Wow, that's I thought you were gonna say like a bunch or something. Like no, you know. like the thing about me is once I write my song, before I book studio time, I practice that song over and over and over again. And I record myself doing it every time in case I come up with something different that I could use mm. as a background or, you know, whatever in between the time. And until I know that I could go in there and nail it, mm-hmm. I won't book. Cause okay. you know, that's Expensive. money. Yeah. Exactly. So, so how much is a session? Like when you're booking, is it just by hour or something? It's usually by hour. And right now engineers are charging anywhere from 50 to 115 an hour. Jesus. Uh, we pay 75 an hour personally. And that's like, the average rate really yeah. now it's getting up there. And then that don't even include mixing, which is why we love our guy so much because he mixes why he does it. So, so what exactly does that mean? So when you mix, you're like making sure everything's on pitch okay. and on beat and things like that. Because when, when the song, when we record it raw, mm-hmm. It sounds horrible, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? He got to put a little reverb or a little ad lib or, you know what I mean? To get some of that rawness, you know, he got to pull certain vocals in the back or put push them in the front. Like he, that's the type of stuff that he does that makes the song sound so much so better. So all this is add-on to the hourly rate? Correct. And then there's the master, Jeez. which is radio standard. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's important when you're trying to pitch your songs to Spotify or the radio station, you yeah. want the best quality. So after you record it and you have it finalized, then you have to pay more money to get it mastered. Correct. Yep. So what do you? What was the? What did y'all have to do with the master process to get it mastered or whatever? Um, I actually have never sat in a session mm-hmm. with the engineer when they master my songs, and honestly, no connection is the only song that I got mastered. The other songs that I put out were only mixed. But they were mixed so well that they could, they were good to release. So, hmm. yeah. That's just, man. So, one song can end up being like $1,000. Absolutely. If you, if you have to keep on messing with it. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. And so, when your album drops, hopefully by September, you said, mm-hmm. how many how many songs? I'm just trying to do some math. Like, how mm-hmm. many songs do you think are going to be on there or um, are, are on there? At least seven, maybe eight as a bonus. Yep. Damn. Yep. See, how do you feel about like when um, you put your heart and soul into something and then you see like uh, a review or review your music mm-hmm. and then it's like one, they probably have never sang a song before, or, you mm-hmm. know, went through the process and all that good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, how do you feel about those people? Like, what are they a master at besides <laughs> critiquing somebody that hasn't done it? It's kind of like the movie people, right? When they say the movie sucked, but then you watch the movie and you know, you, oh man, I really enjoyed that. Exactly. And it's kind of like so... 
some people are just so cruel, like for no reason. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, if you don't have a musical ear, you really can't say too much. Mm-hmm. But you do it anyway because, you know, you're trying to discourage the individual because of whatever is disturbing you yeah. inside, you know, but it's ugly and it's it's really unnecessary. It's hard to see. Like, I understand everybody not going to like my music because mm-hmm. music is subjective, yeah. but you can still be respectful about it. You don't have to comment something, you know, ridiculous because you, you didn't care for it, but they do it and it hurts, but it's okay. Yeah, because like they what do they say those who can't do teach. Yeah, yeah. So it's like those who That's can't it. do review. That is it. It's just like like you just said. Like why be why be an asshole? You know, like you know, people that recorded that have feelings too. You know, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, and then when you hear about all the money that goes involved into it, yeah, you know, you know it's not like you're just doing it on your iPhone and upload, you know, right. uploading it. Yeah, it's just man, that's crazy. <laughs> do you play any instruments? I don't play any instruments. My uh, husband's teaching me piano right now, but I'm like a very, very beginner, you know. Like, I can make beats and stuff, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you, like, what key I'm playing in or not. Yeah. I can't get too fancy with it, but I'm better at, like, vocal arrangement and stuff like that. So so where are some of the places you played around town? Um, We personally haven't been anywhere and done anything we uh the hideaway hernando's oh yeah oh, i've heard that so a cool we place, recently yeah. found out about that place and we we did perform one night um but other than like going down on bill street my husband playing his guitar singing mm-hmm. and stuff we haven't done much um because we're still pretty new so we're just trying to get grounded you know financially after the move and stuff yeah. like that but yeah i didn't get you hooked up with my friend tim he owns him and his brother um they own um, Clover Club downtown. Okay. What hotel is that in? Indigo. Indigo. And okay. it's like, you know, it's like a lounge downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be a great fit That'd for be you dope. guys. Yeah. Have yeah. you heard of, what is it, Charvy Mack? Have you heard him perform? No. Yeah, he's, he's a, a local guy. He plays like at Brookhaven sometimes and like a lot of places like that. I think he plays at like Ernestine's and Hazel's too. Um, but yeah, he's a good musician. That's like uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's there's just good scenes for it, mm-hmm. especially like Beale Street and like a lot of the bars and stuff like that on the weekends or during the week. They'll have like, you know, artists just pop in and do their yep. stuff. You know, actually meeting him might be a good uh, a good thing. You know, he might be good for something. <laughs> to no, because like uh, and then, you know, our friend um, Rob Land and the members only. Oh, yeah. His group. dad's Bobby Blue Bland. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be, you know. What do you think you would your life would be if you didn't have music in it? I just I would have went the athletic route because that's also something I did coming up. Oh, okay. So yeah, if it wasn't that, it would have been fitness, athletics, somewhere. Because I'm you also play? a licensed massage therapist, so it would have been something with health and wellness. Would you play growing up? Uh, I played basketball, volleyball, soccer. Yeah, that's it. Mm. And then I played uh, in a women's kickball league when I got out of school. Oh, okay. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Have you gone to Nashville? Yeah, actually, um, my gospel group, we um, perform down there a lot. That's where the we won our Stella Awards. What is that? Love Nashville. Um, It's like different gospel Groups or whatever kind of go against each other. Oh, okay. Like best album, you know, best 
best choir performance, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about mumble rap? <sighs> Tony, play that song, please. It's my, uh, <laughs> that's my daughter's. It's not really mumble generation rap. Generation. I mean, what is of music? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I will play it for you. Hold yeah, on. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. This is. Oh man, this is so good. So we, uh, do you know who Little White is? Yes. So we had him That's on the guy. podcast, and uh, you know, like he, they're all about lyrics, you know, lyrics like his type of music. And uh-huh. he's like, these kids today, man, I don't know what they're playing. And then he told us this song. Let me find it for you. It's it's so freaking funny. Hobson, yeah, Hobson. It's just like, man, like you know, like when the Mingos first came out, I was like, what did they say? I was like, I. <laughs> And like I'm no I'm like I had like YouTube it so I could see the lyrics you know right. was, the words I was like that's what that's the that's what right, you just said I was right. like man I have no idea what that is even supposed to be like what what in the world All right, here it is it's not very long man rap today fucking sucks bad I don't give a fuck what anybody says these fools ain't spitting no type of dope shit but that's not even the bad part they're not even saying words anymore they just got a hard ass fucking beat to trick dumbasses like you to make you think you like the shit. Play that fucking beat. We got some real fucking mentally retarded rappers in the game. I know for a fact nobody know what the fuck these dudes be saying. Wait, turn my reverb and my auto-tune on real quick. This is what the fuck they be doing. Dumbasses be like, hey, that shit was hard though, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's oh sad, but God. it's true. I mean, a lot of the music, because I was listening to, uh, what's his name, Kodak Black? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is he saying? Like, I have no idea what this dude, I mean, the beats are good. I just can't understand the lyrics. I think that's what sells it, right? For, for that kind of rap is because it's what the beat and that's the hook. It. That's all it is. Because I, I still don't know what and That just makes say. us old, though. Cause I'm sure, like you know, when we were growing up, like our well, parents were like, Don't "No, I'm just talking about you." Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> but like our parents were like, "What the fuck are y'all listening to?" Oh, like rock and roll. Yeah, like, I mean, like was, you know, every, every, people thought Elvis was risque by his hips, uh-huh. you know, his dancing, and now we have twerking. Right. So, oh my god. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Ugh. what kind of music do you like to listen to? Everything. <laughs> But mom, that's what we just listened to. Everything right? but that <laughs> yeah. and like heavy, heavy metal. I can't get with it. Yeah. Is that like the screaming one? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. It's something demonic about that to me. It's like your boy. What was uh, your name? Yeah. Um, Headbangers Kitchen. Yes, yeah, so we had a guy on the podcast and oh, he, yeah. he, he was, um, he was, he's in a band called 
demonic resurrection or something like that. Oh my god! And no. he, they're Indian from you know he, he lives in India. Okay. And I was like, how do you even find this kind of music? And then they, I guess there was a like a traveling like and that's a big it's big over there like uh-huh. in Warrior and stuff like that. And one of the Norwegian bands was coming to town or something like that, and they mm-hmm. went to listen to him. And the next thing he knew, he was left loving Metallica and everything like that. Uh-huh. But his music is exactly like that. It's just a lot of yelling and stuff. I was like, okay. I can't get with that. Because I just I don't know. First of all, like it's like like the rap, you know. I just don't know what they're saying, right? So, mm-hmm. definitely R and B, neo soul. Who are some of your favorite artists? Um, currently loving on Meg Mac, um, Tori Kelly, Jesse J, um, Brandy, Jasmine Sullivan. Beyonce. I like a lot of old heads though, like Anita Baker and okay. Patty LaBelle and I also love like though Avril Lavigne and Pink and mm. <laughs> like I like a little bit of everything. <laughs> so who would you say you modeled yourself after? Like who was somebody that inspired you? Um Beyonce. I wish. Um I don't know, like, because I'm still even just trying to figure out my voice. Yeah. Because my voice is, it's a different voice. It's like a crossover between gospel and pop, though, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm trying to, like, and then I got soul in me, too, though. So it's, like, between the vibrato, but then, like, the pop side of me, like, it's, it's just weird. I'm trying to figure it out right now. <laughs> so you're, like, creating your own lane. Basically, I think so. Yeah. That's good, though. I mean, like, you nobody wants to be compared to anybody, but, I mean, we all are influenced by somebody. Right. You know? Are your songs on Spotify and stuff? Yes. My songs are everywhere. You can listen to music. CD Baby, Tidal, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, Apple, Spotify. So on Pandora, oh. it's just random. The song just randomly comes on, right? You just put a station or whatever. Yeah. I haven't used it in a while. Have you ever heard one of your songs like without searching for it, like on like Pandora or something? Oh yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Yep. And the you, more people listen to your song, the more it gets pushed to playlists and things oh, like that. Okay, so, so those thumbs up buttons matter. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I thought that was just for like, don't play this kind of song for me again. You know, like whatever. And like even something. listening to the song full out, like people. They do us a disservice when they only listen to 30 seconds or a minute of the song. Like, that stuff matters, too, when it comes to them pushing your content forward. If people are stopping halfway in your video before, Mm -hmm. they're not going to push you to the front like they would somebody who listens to a whole three minutes. You know what I mean? Now, doesn't YouTube work that same way, too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like when so when you get paid on your streams and stuff mm-hmm. like that on like Pandora and all that stuff, mm-hmm. do they have to listen to the full song Absolutely. for you to get paid? Absolutely. Or, see, I asked that question to somebody else and they weren't sure how it worked. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I was just saying it's important for people to listen to the entire song. Mm. It's not good enough to just listen to a certain amount of seconds. It already take us. A million streams to really see any type of revenue, truth be told. It's not nothing like if we were still selling CDs on the street. Yeah. It'd be really getting paid. Like, these streams are horrible for us. Yeah, because I, I know it's like, um, I can't remember the math, but 
like a really big, big famous musician sh- like posted his royalty check from like mm-hmm. Spotify or something like that a couple like two years ago, and it for like, oh, damn, it was a bunch of streams, and he's paid the paycheck they gave the, you know or whatever the mm-hmm. statement. It was only like two hundred and fifty nine dollars or something like that. Yeah, it's like. Well, I know that was like kind of the one of the things with the whole Joe Rogan um, getting his deal and then his whole N word incident. And like NDRE was like, I'm going to take my music off. And Mm -hmm. she's like, partly because you guys are paying this guy this amount of money and then we're big artists and you're not paying us anything. Exactly. And it's like, that's, I mean, like more people are going to listen to a song over and over again than a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because once you listen, you know, when you're editing it, you listen to while you edit it, and then you listen to when it gets released, right? Sometimes. And I don't do it all the time. I mean, because I've already heard it yeah. once I've edited it. But, yeah, I mean, and songs are just, you know, they're feel good. You know, podcasts, I mean, like I said, we're doing a podcast, obviously, but it's not the same kind of emotion you can get from a song. Right. Yeah, because the song is, you know, normal, and all of a sudden you just, you just might get this rush of energy from the song, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, what kind of song, on the like, what songs can you refer to that give you like extra energy and stuff like that? That you're just um, feeling in your heart. Any Russ song, uh, I love him. Um, Jesse J. Um, Meg Mac. Mally Music. Um, yeah. Oh, and Janae Iko. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. To look these people up. Now. I was gonna ask you, do you know any of these people? I think I've heard of Jesse. <laughs> oh, not in a bad way because I just know what's playing on my my car because it says on my dash. You know, uh-huh. like I don't honestly like. Right. You know, like oh, I like. Well, we're in like a restaurant. I mean, not a restaurant, but like a bar or something. Mm-hmm. Like your song, like oh, that's a cool song. You should jam it. Like, damn, I didn't know that was that person. Right. Yeah. And then you started listening. So like this happened at Music Fest. My friend was like, I know you know their songs. Let me just put on. Let me put on the speaker. I was like, oh, okay. And it was Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. And. I was like, oh, dang, I didn't know they sang these songs. I didn't know this was them. So, I yeah, it was, you know, it's just like, I don't know. But you guys are definitely getting hosed on the royalty money. Yeah, definitely. That's why I said you almost have to do it because you love it at this point because you're definitely losing more than you're gaining as an independent artist, like, at the end of the day. Now, do you think they're going to have to eventually change, like, increase y'all's pay? Definitely. If you got artists like NDRE... Yeah. And once they get the ganging up and figuring out, like, hey, yeah, y'all have been. If they get there, they gonna have to make some changes. So, what's the difference in between, like, obviously, I know they're different companies, but like between Spotify and Jay Z's uh, and Beyonce's, it title or yeah, title, title, yeah. Like, are they paying people more than these other companies are? Is that what the big thing was back when they first came out with it? Now that I, I don't know. Um, I know iTunes apparently pays more. Like Apple pays more than Spotify does. So how does Spotify get so big then? I don't know. I mean, it was a free app. So obviously people are going to download it. Yeah. Now, do you like that you can only, that we can only, the fact that you can just sell, I can buy just one of your songs of your current album when it gets released on iTunes? Or would you prefer the old way, like where you just bought the whole CD and you listened to it and jammed out to it? I would prefer the old way, but they we have to do it single by single now because people's attention span is so short. Yeah. So, like, let's say I, like, just trying to keep you all's attention while making the album is long enough. If I don't drop, 
little stuff in between, y'all gonna forget. You know, if it's June and I told you in January I'm dropping an album, but you ain't seen nothing from me for six months, I'm out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So you consistency gotta, is key too. It is. You gotta stay up in everybody's face. <laughs> it's tiring. Do you feel the? I know I, uh, this guy, like I mentioned him earlier before, but like he talks to a lot of artists, and he's like, "Well, you need to do like three TikToks a day, and <laughs> you gotta do like three songs a week." Obviously, I know you can't have it mastered and stuff like that because it's so mm-hmm. expensive. But like, just putting something out there, do you try to do that? Like on your social media, at least. I do. Um, yeah, like every day, I'm trying to figure out a new way to promote my music that I already have out, or just cover someone else's music. Um, sometimes it's even just inviting people into my home to see me kicking it with my daughter and my dogs. You know, mm. whatever just keeps their attention yeah. until I got a major announcement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you do a lot of stories? Because I always hear like some people say they don't maybe post on their feed every day but at least do a story every day yeah yeah definitely do a story every day got to i've i've seen i've seen that a lot now because when you go when you look at their story and then you'll go click on their page there won't be anything updated but like maybe like three or four days you know but their stories are like there's like a million little dashes you know like but like like, even the story is something you see first Mm -hmm. compared to a feed because you got to scroll up for this you know the feed yeah but you're going to see the story at the top so it's something you're more likely going to click on at the top so it seems like they're especially like instagram seems they're pushing more reels and stories than they are actual because it's short yeah all you need is 30 seconds you really Mm -hmm. only need 10 seconds to decide if something is tasteful to you you know yeah you either go on Keep it on, like oh, or you. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear this. So I, yeah. it's getting worse. Like our attention span is getting shorter and shorter. Now I wonder why that is, but you're absolutely right about that. Like if you, and you know, like people will send me a video or something like that on like they'll text me a video and it's like it's supposed to be like a funny video, but it's like three minutes long. I'm not watching it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it might be the funniest thing, but if it's like a you know, and Tony said this before a long time for a while. The minute is like where it needs to be. Yep. Like, you know, like I'll give you, you know, a minute, but like if it takes two minutes just to get the joke going and then like the joke was not that funny, you just wasted three minutes of your life, right? Right. I'm just not gonna. But it didn't used to be like that. <laughs> no, because we used to watch it because there was, I guess, because when we, me and him were younger, we didn't have like the internet and stuff like that. So, right. you know, we watched that 30 minute TV show with five minute commercial, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? But like now, there's so much content out there. Yeah, that's the it, thing. It just it's I haven't even finished watching Ozarks and I love that show. Right. I'll tell you I mean, what happens. No, 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 no. I'm good. <laughs> but like, you know, the news the last part of season six came out two weeks ago mm-hmm. during Music Fest. And and I was gonna watch it this week and I was like keep on, you know, not doing it. But I'm like because I'm watching other stuff, there's so much going on. Yeah. That's true. How much time do you think you spend a week on your music? <sighs> Uh, I say at least 25, 30 hours right now because I'm not working. Um, yeah, it was more like 10 hours a week when I had a full time job. So this is the most that I've had time to really be consistent at what I'm trying to do. Yeah. When I was working a nine to five or really nine to seven. You were just kind of there, just waiting to go home to do your music, but then you're probably too tired, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it was pushing me back more more so than pushing me forward. 
Yeah, they always say like sometimes with like work and stuff like that, it's um, obviously we need to work to live. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're doing something you're passionate about and you do it in your off hours, sometimes that could be something that could replace the work eventually. Exactly. So it's like, what do you really want to do? Do you really want to sacrifice your social life to get something that's going to take you to a next level? Or do you just want to just veg out? Because a lot of people there, when they get home, they don't want to do anything else. They don't care about, I mean, that's fine if that's your thing. But I mean, if you want to be successful, you have to put effort in, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to do stuff extra than your normal stuff you're already doing. Yeah. The insomnia is like really bad these days because of how dedicated I've been like trying to do a song a day. And I've also featured on a lot of people's stuff this past year and trying to put my own stuff out. So Mm. that's challenging too, you know, because everybody that I work with so far is doing something different, a different genre. So I'm writing different genres and I'm going to the studio and recording these different genres in between trying to do my own stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it becomes a lot to remember. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, NL, NLE chopper, did a feature on one of White Sosa's songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, last time I saw it, it was at, I think it's called Hit the Scene or some, something hit the something. Mm-hmm. And it's got like 30 million views on it now. Wow. And that song just has blown both those guys up. Mm-hmm. Because they were sharing Grizzly tweets the other day from, mm-hmm. you know, like from rappers when Al Capone was talking about something. Right. And one of the tweets they chose to show on TV was NLE Choppers. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, I know that guy. You know, like everybody else was like super famous. You know, Uh I'm not saying he's not famous because he's more famous than I ever be. But like, it's like, man, I know that guy. We were just talking about him. That's cool shit, you know? Yep. And it only take that one video. And Mm -hmm. it could be 15 seconds or three minutes. Like you you don't even know how much effort you might have put in that video that day. It could have been the day you just slap some stuff together and that'd be the video that go viral. So, like, you remember that video of the guy? He was uh, drinking the, the juice on the skateboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Went, like, the big sensation. He had been, like, posting videos on TikTok all the time. And then one day he was late for work or whatever. And cause I think his truck broke down. Yeah. And so he rode on his skateboard. And he just happened to ride that and then play that Fleetwood Mac song. And he watched one of Gary V's videos where he's like, just post. And so he posted that video and that made him go, you know, viral. Wow. So that one thing, like you said, was what set him off. So it's like everybody's because usually like if you make a post online and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the best post and get so mm-hmm. much engagement. And then <laughs> it don't get nothing shit. happens. <laughs> and, then, and then the thing that you think yeah. is like whatever is like people are like, oh, it's like, right. what, what is going on? So you never can gauge, you know, what it is. So you just got to post it. Exactly. Like set it and forget it. Yep. You know, that's it. I think the guy's name was Dogface, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like he ended up getting a free truck. He got a house. I mean, this guy's like wow. set now. I mean, somebody said like he right was now. wasting all the money he's been getting off of this, you know. And they're like, well, "What do you mean I'm wasting?" As he said something in the interview, he's like, "What do you mean I'm wasting? I've never owned my own home before. Wow, I bought my own home for me and my wife. Uh-huh. Like, what do you mean I'm wasting my money? Like, wow. this is an opportunity that I've never ever had before. Exactly." And it's just like, I don't know, you know, if he wants to spend his money on a nice big house for him and his family or whatever, that's his problem, right? Right. Then the people are also like, well, he didn't need a house that big. Like, dude, it's, it's. What business uh, is yeah, it you know, at the end of the day, not paying his bills? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know. People are a trip. 
Do you, you are you gonna make a music video? Yeah. Um. So no connection has a music video out right now. That I um I did the scenes downtown Memphis. Um. So yeah, it was actually that day that it snowed really bad down here. It was just one day. Got oh, real yeah. cold outside and got real snowy. Mm-hmm. My feature, my best friend from St. Louis, drove down here. And it seemed like the snow was just following him. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it don't do this here. <laughs> yeah. But on the day of the video shoot, it was bad. Where all did y'all shoot at? Um, Down on Bill Street. Um, Some random parking garage. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know where it was at. Cause oh, okay. I, I still don't know my way around. Oh, I think I saw that. I, I looked at your, <laughs> uh, your page today. And I think I did see that video. Is that the video, like... It's two, you, him and you. Yeah, there's like a car behind you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. A parking garage, yeah. So well, be- I mean, no, like in the video, like it's part. Yeah. Of, it's part of the photo, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's your friend, uh, Music Mind. What's Music Mind? Music yep. Mind. He's in St. Louis. Is he going to move down here too? No, I doubt it. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think you're going to stay here? Like this, is your new home? Um. At least for the next year, for sure. Mm. Um, but, you know, you, you never know where life's going to take you. Like, yeah. I, I love it here, but if somebody say, hey, Arizona tomorrow or L.A. tomorrow or Florida tonight, Germany, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving, you know. <laughs> yeah. You got to do what suits you. Yeah. So what was your family doing in Germany? Uh well, mm. so my mom's German. Oh okay. And all her family's German, and my dad was in the service uh, okay. over in Germany for like ten years, and yeah, he met my mom, had me, got married, and then uh, we moved to the states when I was like three, three, four years old, to St. Louis. That's where my daddy family at, and uh, yeah, they just celebrated they what. 31st wedding anniversary. Oh, well. Wow, that's a the long other day. time. Yeah. Man. Yep. <laughs> so what's next for you? Just dropping the album, uh, touring, promoting. Gotcha. Just trying to grow. Do you find it, uh, do you find it irritating or not irritating, but do you find it like, man, I gotta, I gotta make a post for social media today. Like, do you like, oh man, I gotta do this. I gotta do uh, that. yeah, I do because I'm not really a people person because I have like bad social anxiety for real. Um, I like more laid back stuff like this. I can yeah. handle this. So like even performing for me can be nerve wracking. I have to like really meditate and just, you know, Shake the nerves off, right. really. Like, I know I'm good at what I do, but I get nervous when it's like a lot of people around. Um, yeah, it, it's it's nerve wracking though, because that is like a chore to me having to think of a caption to, mm-hmm. ooh, what's gonna grab their attention? You gotta go see what the popular hashtags are for the day, and it's just like, really, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're gonna get signed soon, so they'll they'll, they'll take care of all. <laughs> Do you want to be signed? Um, the deal gotta be right. It gotta make so much sense, like, yeah. cause I don't want to lose creative control. You know, I don't want you having all my royalties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why? And I, if I've been putting all this work in thus far, and like, really, 
right now I'm in a place where the growth that I have is all authentic. Mm-hmm. I have not paid for no numbers. I haven't nice. even put no real marketing behind mm-hmm. me yet. Yeah. And so I know when I get a real good team of people behind me, I can only imagine where I would be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is just authentic and it's pretty good growth for me to only have been out for a year and during the pandemic when I really couldn't even show face out nowhere. Yeah. So that's what Tori Hudet said also when we had on here. Remember she didn't want to give up control of her creative control. Yeah. I can see like selling a song to somebody Yeah, like a commercial or something like that, but mm-hmm. to give up everything is just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Especially, like I said, the internet just gives so many opportunities to just do it on your own. Well, also then, even if you do sign with a record company, because Ubank was telling us this, that even when they did sign, they didn't release their music. Oh, uh, yeah. I said, um, I don't understand that. I was like, what do you mean? You put all that work into that and it just sits on the shelf now or it's just yeah. never going to be heard? Well, that's kind of like um, <clears throat> they said when there was like a bidding war between Justin Timberlake and Usher for Bieber. Justin Bieber. Okay. And cause we have a friend, he used to work in the industry and like, I guess Justin Timberlake wanted to meet with Bieber at like Peabody or something. And like, he had to bring him a guitar, a guitar or something like that. But he was saying that like Usher, you know, really pushed Justin Bieber, obviously, cause we know who Justin Bieber is, but like, um, Justin Timberlake used to have a band here called free soul. Okay. And like, he just kind of like shelved them and didn't really do anything with them. And you know, they're not really, they're not even doing music now. I think, he has like a weed company now or something like that. But um, yeah, it's just sad. Like, you know, there's some people that it depends on what their priority of you are to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so. Yeah. And that's the sucky part about doing features too with people, because you spend this time writing this hook or this verse for them. You spend your money and your time to go to the studio to lay down your part and then get it to them. For them to drop the song and never promote it or, you know what I mean, just drop the ball. Or you feature somebody on your project, somebody who's all excited about the vision, and then it drop and they don't do their part to promote. You'd be like, really? Yeah, that was like with uh, uh, Soldier Boy and Kanye West on his new album, like, he didn't put the out like Soldier Boy song on there, and he's like, "What did you have me come out there for, then, man? You know, like, because that would be a big for Soldier Boy if he's on Kanye West album. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And like you said, like that's another thing too is like if you have something on your stuff, and it's like you know, I I put you on. Why aren't you going to share it with your audience? Mm-hmm. That's it's cross promotion. That's the point of doing exactly. it. Exactly. I don't just do it just to have you on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you really um, picky when you're doing features for other people, or obviously for other people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we got to be able to gel for one. Yeah. Like we got to have some type of chemistry. You know, I don't want to. A lot of opportunities have been, you know, offered to me. But mm-hmm. if you give me word vibes, mm-hmm. or like you don't handle business, you're not professional because that matters. Like paperwork, contracts, all this stuff. People don't really be ready for all that when they email you to work with you. They just expect you. I'll oh, give me your phone number. And then I'm going to send you a beat. Like, well, no. You know, I take a deposit. Here's my email. Here's the contract. You know, and then then you find out who's serious. Yeah. Or not. So, I mean, I've probably missed maybe a few, but I doubt it. Like, I feel good about what I've chosen to do and not do at this point. How many features have you done? Um, I have a feature out with DMF Musa. 
a rapper out of St. Louis, um, a feature with uh, Mr. King, Leon King. He's an R&B artist out in St. Louis. Um, BZ Wright, he is a Dallas R&B artist. Um, he just dropped his album. Um, Bink Barato, um, he a rapper out of St. Louis. Um, and Jamia Styles, she's a, she's actually a poet. But she oh, put cool. out she put out like a little poetry thing thing. Okay. Yeah. So now on the feature, so how does it work? So you're on their album. Do you just get paid the feet to be on the feature? Is that it? Like I, I don't or do you get like a cut of like the sales too and stuff like that? It depends on how you set it up. Oh, okay, it's okay, okay, okay. Definitely okay. it's just by person. Like I got you. I could write a song for an artist and I could say, Hey, pay me up front this much. Or I could say, I don't want nothing up front. Just give me 100% writer's credit if I wrote 100% of the song just for the royalties. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what you're doing. So when it comes to like masters and stuff like that, there's all these record companies owning everyone's masters. Well, you know, most of them. And now people are getting them back, you know, buying them back and stuff like that. How does the, how is, do they throw that into the contract that we own the, the masters and everything? Is that how they usually do it? Is that how they were doing? It, I guess. Oh, uh, I, I I'm not sure how they were doing it, but currently, no. Like, if you're an independent artist, you own all your stuff. And uh, Distro Kid is really good about making sure that we see 100 of our royalties. That's why I like Distro Kid. So they're like, if you're missing a payment, they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna get it for you. Give us, we'll see what happened. Exactly. I we'll, we'll got you. Yeah. That was one of the big things about Young Dolph is that he owned everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. like, especially after his passing, obviously everything's going to go to his family. He doesn't have to exactly. go through all this other nonsense. Exactly, yep. But, yeah, I, was, I saw something where they were, like, a lot of these older bands and stuff like that have just, they they don't make as much as they should be making because Universal or whatever owns their music. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when they their contracts were so messed up back in the day, yep. that this is what just, they stuck in them. Mm-hmm. It probably made a big difference too when people were buying records back then. Also, and people aren't buying records now. Exactly. I hear a lot of it is like touring and merch too is, is a big part of it. It is. I'm uh I'm getting my merch together now so I can have it with me when I start touring because that's gonna be a big part of it. Are you gonna press actual CDs too? I would like to yeah. just just because like I would like to. I've heard people are going back to vinyl too. Little white dropped. His um, is the twentieth anniversary. Yeah, don't uh, doubt me now. Album, okay. his debut. He just put it. Oh, it's been like three months now, but like two months now. But like, it's been on vinyl, and apparently, it's been selling pretty decently. Yeah. What's well, weird, like everybody that's young likes stuff that's old. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like they're wearing these high waisted pants and like yep. record <laughs> players, you know, yeah. like all this stuff. So, like, we have a friend Joey. He works for they actually press records here in town. Okay. And they just got some big contract because, yeah, he said a lot of people are loving records now. So that's a new thing. Oh, yeah. It's called Memphis. It's over there in Bartlett. Okay. And uh, I'm sure they're the ones that made the little white album. Probably. They probably pressed it, you know. Yeah. Whatever. But I don't know. I don't. sounds cool. Yeah. I don't see no DJ busting out his, you know, his uh, (laughs) recorder and playing the vinyl like they used to. Probably there's some. I'm sure there's some that still do it. Because that's what they say a lot of, like, you can't find records in record stores anymore. Mm-hmm. No, like, Best Buy, remember how big the section used to be? Yeah. And, like, Walmart and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it used to be, like, a whole entire area. Now yeah. it's, like, 
in the in, in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we have some, we'll be right over there, sir. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? The CD? Could you tell me what the CDs are? Oh, what? Like, I'm like, never mind, man. I'm going to go find it. Yeah. Like, yeah, the games are over there. You know, I'm like, thanks. But yeah, I'm definitely going to buy one of your CDs because <laughs> I want to start making, I, I, want, I want to definitely start making an, another CD collection like I used to have when I was a kid. H, uh, not an A track, but um, cassette and then mm-hmm. CDs. And I don't know whatever happened to all my CDs. I'm sure I probably ended up just throwing them away over time, you know, but like. I still got mine. My parents still got theirs. I love it. It's probably going to be valuable. Oh, we, had, oh, we got some cassettes, too. I would love to show her how to. I wonder if it would even still play. Like, <laughs> Yeah, remember? And then you'd have to, then you'd have to get a pen when they tend to rewind it. Rewind it on, on back up. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. So how do you. So what advice do you have for people? We usually like round up the podcast with these questions. Um, advice that I have for artists: um, consistency is definitely key. Um, because some people aren't sleeping, and the people who are doing it more than you are already winning. You know what I mean? The talent lists in in all like just because they're consistent. They are already ahead of you, so mm. that's important. Um, it really just ain't no half stepping with it, you know. You either do it or you don't because you got a good five years of these people' attention before you irrelevant anyway. Yeah, unless you Beyonce or Michael Jackson or somebody of that caliber, you know what I mean. But the people that's coming out now, I don't expect to see them around long. Truth be told. Like yeah. one hit wonders. Yeah. Tony, will you play this right here? This this clip? It's the story you posted earlier. Uh you forget it here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything it's so true. You know? Yeah, definitely. The easy route never pays well. The only route in life that pays well is the hard route. Because that hardship and that pain and that struggle and that frustration, they give you the skills that will forge you into a motherfucking champion like i felt that yeah i mean it's so true like you just said earlier you know like you could you want to do it yourself you want to you know you don't want to give up everything about you when you sign that deal exactly so you're going to take the long road and the harder road Mm -hmm. because then when it finally happens for you which it will it's gonna be so much worth it yeah you'll appreciate it more too when you work for it that right. hard, you know, because it's easy to take things for granted when people are just handing you things all the time. What on here can we play? Um, anything really. Um, yeah, anything really. <laughs> Let's see here. Wanna miss you? We neglected the issue. Wanna fix it? Wanna kiss you? Can we try? No connection, I miss you. We neglected the issue. Wanna fix it, wanna kiss you. So what inspired that song? Um, The first year of my marriage was a little rocky. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, I was in one of those moments where I was just like, I got to put my pride to the side and be like, I, I want this to work type yeah. of thing so instead i was like 
no connection. I miss you. You know, like we neglected the issues. Want to fix it? Want to kiss you? Can we try? That's like where it came from. It came from a real vulnerable place mm. with my husband at a little patchy time. <laughs> Do you remember when you first heard a song like? Like when you're growing up, you hear songs, and you're like, okay, whatever, it's just a song. And then mm-hmm. you hear the song as a maybe a teenager and as an adult, and it actually hits you as a meaning. All the time. Like everything my parents played growing up, all that Luther Vandross and, you know, the Gap Band, whatever it was, mm-hmm. like stuff I was, oh, you know, yeah. in the backseat making fun of. Now I just be like, ooh. I miss it now because all that. Yeah. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how music has such a connection to us, man. Like you watch videos of little babies. They don't even know what the words are, but it just, the way they start dancing and bopping up and down and stuff like that. That's awesome. Like I I saw this video. It was a a little Nas X and he like singing a song. What was his country that his popular Old Town Road. Yeah. And these little kids are like bopping like that. So cute. Yeah. So what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world and on Memphis? Ooh. <laughs> That's a heavy question. <laughs> good question. Good question. It good. is a good question. You know how they do like in Family Feud? Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but I hope to leave the city if I leave, you know, known for one and just appreciated for who I am and the gift that was put in me, you know? Mm. And I just, I hope that people are receptive of one song or another. It doesn't have to be the whole album, but you know, um, that's all I can really ask for. Um, but I do want to encourage people to chase their dreams, especially like single mothers and, and stuff like that. Cause we sacrifice the most and we don't always put ourselves first. And then, 10 years go by and you realize, oh, crap, you know, I'm still not chasing my dream. Yeah. Now your kid then got older and it ain't never too late. But, you know, you can't get a decade back. Right. You know what I mean? That's a long time. And so that's like me speaking from personal experience. And even though I'm young, I'm only 32, but I've been a mother already since I was 18. So, you know. Imagine me not chasing my dreams still because she's 13. Mm. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to do it when she get out of high school. Well, I'm going to do it. And then it turned out, I'm going to do it when she get out of college. Yeah. And then, because you base your whole life around your kid. You know what I mean? So I want to show single mothers, like, just keep chasing your dreams. Now, would you say having her has given you more drive to, to oh, reach those tops? Definitely. Yeah. Yep. And she's super talented, too, even though she's shy, but <laughs> she can sing and dance. <laughs> Next TikTok star. Yeah, that's right. She was making a TikTok a second ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, she on TikTok. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> I always hear TikTok is good, though, for engagement because it's so random. Like, you don't even have to be subscribing to somebody to see your stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what I appreciate about TikTok is that it is more of a community. I was telling him earlier that... um you know, I get uh, like 150 to 200 new followers a day on TikTok. Oh, wow. That's follow for follow. Wow. Like you just wow. make you make that video that says, hey, you know, everybody follow me uh-huh. and comment, comment teamwork, comment, let's go, you know, something positive. Mm-hmm. Everybody who hit the like button on there, if they hit your like button, you go follow them. They follow you back. 
okay. it's like people are real supportive in that way. Like I might not even sit, watch your videos, but I'm still gonna follow you. Yeah, because you know what I mean. So versus on Instagram, people are always trying to. Oh, I want more people to follow. You know me, then yeah. I'm gonna follow them. Right. So they'll follow people to get the follow, and then unfollow. You know all Later that crazy on, stuff. Yeah. No, TikTok is where it's at. And like the hashtags on TikTok, like say if you just had the hashtag music, that'd be like probably four billion. You know, like if you had the same hashtag on Instagram, it might be four hundred million only. You know, yeah, which is still a lot. Don't get me wrong, but like it's just crazy how the hashtags weigh so much more on TikTok. Yeah, are your songs? Like where people can lip sync to them on TikTok? Um, I mean. Or use a sound, I guess, what they do. Well, yeah, yeah. They're on TikTok for sound. Okay. Yep. Maybe you should make your first TikTok with you singing one of her songs. I will. <laughs> I'll do the No Connection song. Yep. Yeah. I will. You know what? It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, he never does Start what a challenge. Gonna do, but, a No you know. Connection challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Start it today. I will. With your uh, Android. <laughs> <laughs> it's an iPhone 7 Plus. Okay, so <laughs> this is 2000. I mean, 2022. Man. Oh my god, that's funny. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, well, where can people guys. find you? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Sapphire Phoenix or Sapphire Phoenix Official Music. You can find me on Instagram at Sapphire Phoenix Arrived and on TikTok at Sapphire Phoenix with the number three behind it. Um, I also have my website up, and it's really pretty. Okay. Um, that's www.sapphirephoenix.com. Did you make the website yourself? Nope. Oh, okay. Like, Man, it's, <laughs> it's really good. No. Uh, Transcendent Media Group, based out of St. Louis, did it for me. So shout out to them. Nice. Yeah. So where would you want to play if you could pick any place in Memphis to play? To play it? Yeah. Um. I don't know a lot of places uh, right now besides like BB Kings and Hard Rock Cafe. Um, what's that big stage outside? Handy Park. Levitt. Show. Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been too many places yet, so yeah. I can't say. But you know, wherever really on the street corner, whatever it's like. <laughs> I saw that we're mutual friends with Milton Memphis. Do you actually know him? Probably not. Oh, okay. Well, he needs to step up because he does. It. He has a thing called Link Up Memphis. It's not like our thing, Link Up, but mm-hmm. it's different where they like get people together and. Oh, okay. Like it's like, and it, I think he also does like uh, marketing. Are you talking about Milton? 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 That was not, oh, not no, no, not that Milton, but yeah, yeah. Leah Milton. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, he's part of like, uh, what is it? Uh, Memphis uh, tourism. Memphis tourism. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe we can start setting you up in the people we know so you can start playing around here and stuff like that. Like, this is my whole thing with life. It's like I've lived here since I was 12. And as an adult, like a buddy of mine, he took me out and started hanging out with people. And everybody I know, I I owe it to him. So I want to pay it for for what I have. Like, Mm -hmm. like we know a decent amount of people in the city. So it's like use us, you know, we can all use each other for good. Yeah, for so sure. So if I know somebody and he knows somebody, we can help you grow. Right. You know, so that's the point of being here. Right. You know, do well to others, you know, so. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And I'll reach out to Tim today. Thank you. At Memphis Global Club. 
Well, like I said, uh, once again, I appreciate you doing it. And thank, thank, you, thank you, thank you so much. Me. Yes, ma'am. And thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we love you lots. Bye.